amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Episode 421 features a P&P photo shoot with WWE Hall of Famer DDP. Let's go. Thank you. 
PNP Nation, are you ready? Wrench my boy, you ready? Well, let's do this thing. Let's go! Yeah, yeah! You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go! Listen, listen. So now it's How are you tonight? Bang! This is episode 421 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I'm ready to have some fun. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to have some fun tonight as we do every single night, as we do every single Tuesday night. Uh, this is live, Dave. Welcome to the show, Dave. See, P see welcome, Dave, to the PNP Nation. See, it's it's not like an experience that you've had before, okay? This is the funnest, most exciting, most family-oriented wrestling podcast in the business, if you will, baby. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, Brandon, he is always live until we, unless he says otherwise. Yes, and most of my uh, interviews are live as well. This interview was not live. I recorded this uh, earlier this week, actually late last week. Um, but I'm right. I am live though. Hi, I'm live. It's 11, uh, 1108 Eastern time here. The PNP nation guys. Uh, yes, Chris bang. Uh, all right. So, um, but yeah, this, uh, the, the, the DDP interview, uh, I am going to, uh, play, uh, the, the recorded, but it is video though. And it is a photo shoot. So you all will have a really, really good time uh, with the photo shoot. DDP had a good time, actually. Uh, you know, this 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 concept is really fun. I really enjoy it because, one, it makes me go back to just the era because yeah, I actually watch the stuff because um, because the pictures are all screen grabs. And so I'm actually watching the match, watching the show and I do a screen grab and I put it all together and knead it up, make it real neat and and tidy, 
and then I uh, present it to, to them. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. So before uh, I go into the DDP interview, um, what's up, Marissa? Uh, vote for dual showing on YouTube. Uh, yeah, the thing is, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the YouTube OGs, but just as far as, uh, you know, taking advantage of the, the platform, I get, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, of views, uh, on the, every week on the pancakes and power slam show. Uh, so I'm taking advantage of dual platforms, but, uh, in a couple weeks, a couple weeks, OG might be coming back. So stay tuned for that. Um, all right, so Josh, what's up? Uh, what's up, Christopher, Brian, all the PNP fam, the PNP nation on deck, ready for y'all. Let's have some fun as always. Alma, always great to uh, have you with us on the show. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's great to have DDP on the show. This is the first time in almost five years. That last time I was on the show was 2015, and it was definitely not video. It was actually strictly audio, so uh, this this is new, and it's a PMP photo shoot uh, with with DEP, and he had a really good time. He had fun. He told me he had fun, and uh, it was uh, great stuff. So um, I'm about to uh, get it ready for y'all to get this together. Um, as soon as uh, I grab it for you. Uh, let's see. You got any ask Chris questions on deck? Uh, this thing is loud on my ear. All right, so here we go. All right, let's see here what we have. Um, let's see. I'm trying to get it for you all. I know that you will have a great time listening. Look at this. And this is all WC. This is all WWE too. So this is what makes it even more fun. Is we could go back to the w, WCW days, but uh, his short WWE career is what uh, what I'm highlighting. And it's funny because when I first when I talked to him about it on the phone before uh, before we recorded on the video, he was like, "Man, what <laughs> w, WWE stuff? Why not my WCW stuff?" And I'm like. Man, we got to make it work, man. Uh, I I am going to bring out some things that you probably forgot about, but at the same time, uh, we're going to have some fun and it's going to be great. And so uh, by the time the interview was over, or as Matt Hardy would say, over, um, it, was, uh, it was great. So. He enjoyed it, so it was great that he enjoyed it. Now, I got to find the thing. Um, got to find the thing. I just, I just uh, made it real tidy and everything for you all. Now I gotta find it. Oh man, I had everything. You know, so it's it's crazy that when you have everything together. Everything ready to rock and roll. Everything uh, set up. I had everything ready and set up. And then uh, went ghost on me. So, um, how y'all doing as we as we figure this out? Um, 
How y'all doing? How's life? Um, find it. It's no problem at all. All right. Let's see. Watch Dino Bravo uh, special. Dark Side, I'm guessing that's what you mean. Um, what a tragedy. So I'm looking forward to, to watching that. Um, definitely looking forward to watching that. I love Dark Side, man. I just... I get my fix on dark side. You know, it's, you know, it's crazy. I wrote a very long, I, I put my foot in this piece uh, about snooker, um, watching dark side and doing some more research, dig doing some more digging and things like that. I put my foot in the dark side uh, of uh, writing this, the snooker piece. So I think you all will enjoy it. Of course, I'll uh, uh, spread it amongst the, the airwaves, the inner, the interwebs, um, and it should be coming out um, tomorrow or the next day, probably tomorrow. Uh, let's see what else we got before we jump into this DDP interview. Kyle, what's up? Um, Josh, what's up? Uh, have I interviewed Jerry Lawler of Jeff Jarrett? I have interviewed Jeff Jarrett on my show. Um, I've talked to, I'm sorry, you said Jerry Jarrett or Jeff Jarrett. I've interviewed Jeff Jarrett. Yes, I've interviewed son, not father. Um, all right, what else we got? I got some Max Chris questions. Nice stuff. Wolf, what's up? What's up? Wilf, um, it's a blessed day, and this is the whipped cream on the Sunday. Robbie, it's great to hear, man. Very encouraging. Great to hear stuff like that. Um, what else? Ryan from New Zealand. Nice. What time is it in New Zealand? Uh, it's probably early in the morning, isn't it? Or somewhere close to it. It's a uh, it's about a quarter after eleven here, Eastern time. Uh, and West Coast, it's um, on the on the West Coast, it is uh, eight o'clock. So, uh, Shane Douglas, I've interviewed Shane Douglas before. Um, I interviewed him on the show before. See, Mike, y'all, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all do some wrench mob. I'll get someone, Mike. Y'all, y'all do someone, Mike. I'm not here to uh, to 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 please you with uh, just putting on the interview. You're gonna have to wait and uh, join the family, uh, just like everybody else. I don't think I don't think Mike understands uh, what the PNP Nation is all about. Uh, you don't know what is you don't know what it's all about, uh, Mike. Somebody wrench mob, get Mike. All right. Uh, Let's see who's on deck for next week. It's a good question. Let me find out real quick who I have on the schedule. Card subject to change. <laughs> Card subject to change. Next week we have. Uh, next week I have on the schedule. Let's see. Uh, Sal Renaro from NWA. He's uh, he's scheduled to be on the show next week. Nice. All right. Let's see what else we got before 
I, re- I, I did. I have it. I have it ready, guys. <laughs> I have it. Nice. <laughs> uh, yes, Marissa, I do. I, I hate when it happens when I have everything together, but I can't find anything. Yes, I absolutely 100 uh, percent agree with that um, sentiment for sure. But I actually have it ready for you all. So um, ready to rock. Uh, Jerry Lynn, I've interviewed Jerry Lynn. I've inter- look, I've interviewed like over 150 people. Um, and I've had everybody, I've had a new guest on the show every week. Well, I've had, I've had a guest on the show, some repeats, um, on the show for four straight years. And I've interviewed over 150, I don't know, closer to 200 now. Uh, Jerry Lynn, I've interviewed, uh, him. I've interviewed, uh, Jeff Jarrett. Rudy's from Chicago. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, yes, I will continue when this podcast. I, I will watch it when the podcast is over. See, Mo, Mo's a faithful. Mo's my guy. He uh, he pauses dark side. You see, this is how amazing and fun PMP is. He pauses dark side, joins PMP to go back to dark side when uh, when it's over. That's that's good stuff, my man. All right. All right, what else y'all got? Keith, welcome Keith to the show. Oh, Keith, good stuff, good stuff, Keith. Uh, you just con- you recently commented on my Crave Wrestling stuff, didn't you? On my page, and I re- and I referred you over here, and you're you're with us live, man. That's good stuff. Um, TNT title tourney. Eh? You think Mojo is going to tell to get now with Gronk playing again? Well, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. I think they'll keep him. For the for the Gronk stuff, when Gronk does, um, if he does make any appearances, how do I feel about Rocket Con, Keith? <laughs> the Rocket Con interview, Rocket Con is always fun to watch. Always, always fun to watch. Always fun to t- chat with an interview. Um, who do I think the mask guy on SmackDown uh, is? Um. I remember watching SmackDown, but I don't remember the Max, the Max guy. Remember, recall that to me. Would I interview the Undertaker? Absolutely, I would interview Undertaker. Ryan's from Binghamton, New York. Good stuff. Where else y'all from? Before I jumped on here. Um. All right, all right. TNT title tournament tourney. I think it's good. I, I've said that before. I said that weeks ago. I said T, uh, AEW should have a second championship. Um, I hope they put it on Lance Archer. That's my that's my my hope. That's my hope. Um, Keith said, "Yep." All right, cool. Jumped on here from the Crave Wrestling page. All right, all right, y'all. Ready to rock? Ready? Oh, the hacker guy. Oh, I think I said this before. I think it's uh, Mustafa Ali. I think it's Mustafa Ali. Uh, Gronk is getting traded to Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Very interesting. All right, y'all. Enjoy. Let's have some fun. And uh, here we go. Uh, see Nia Jax. Um, Hurt Curry saying, uh, you win the steal the headline for this week, Shane. We're going to be talking about that. So that's one of the headlines we're going to talk about. So, all right, jumping into the DDP interview. Enjoy. Let's have some fun. And here we go. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Featherstone, as promised, I got my guy right here, uh, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and AEW legend. How about that? Without <laughs> further ado, Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, how are you? I'm great, man. You know, it's in these crazy times, uh, you know, it's all about your attitude. You know, yeah. you can be a lot of people don't really take this whole COVID thing seriously, which I think is really stupid. Uh, and a lot of people are scared to death, which is kind of stupid too. You know, it's yeah, like, just chill out and, yeah. you know, and yeah. go with the flow and be smart. Yep. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. don't do stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep your precautions. Stay sanitary. Like you should be doing any anyways. Without, yeah, without right. the craze, absolutely. So, yeah. hey, man, let's jump right into it, man. Let's have some fun. Let's start off with your DDPY, of course. You got some new specials going on, don't you? Yeah, well, uh, this year we, uh, at Veterans Day, I just, I just thought, man, why don't we just make Veterans Day every day? Mm-hmm. And um, for veterans, it's always half price. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is I call people all the time and get the program. And just recently, I I'd called a kid. I had like eleven calls in a row, no one answered because you know, no one's going to answer a phone that's not doesn't have a number, yeah. blocked number. But this guy finally, after eleven people who I all left messages for all of them, and uh, and his wife answered, and uh, I said, "Yeah, is uh, Brad there?" And she's like, um, "Yes." I go, she goes, "Who's this?" I go, "Diamond Dallas Page." And she just went silent, you know, <laughs> and because uh, they just look, they just they just literally just invested in the program. Yeah. Uh, and then his son, her her, uh, her uh, husband got home. He goes, "Who is?" I says, "Diamond Dallas Page." He's like, "Dallas Page is calling me." He goes, "Oh my god!" And he wasn't like he wasn't like a big fan growing up. He was twenty two years old, uh, but he was a fan of me helping a bunch of different people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he'd seen the video of Arthur Borman, who was a disabled veteran. He was a, you know, he was a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was only 22. Uh, he just gotten out about a year or so. Uh, and uh, he gained like 50 pounds. He wanted to get his life back on track. And I said, uh, bro, uh, since you're military, I said, did you get the 50% deal? He goes, yes, sir. He goes, thank you very much. He goes, that's very kind of you. Right. And I said, uh, I said, well, good. I just want to make sure you got it because some people don't know about it mm-hmm. and they just they pay full price. And I'm like, no, I, veterans, I don't want to. Yeah. And uh, and he said, man, he goes, I've never heard of someone at your level actually calling people, <laughs> you know, that they got. I, I don't call everybody. Mm-hmm. I just random call, you know, different people. But he was super cool. It was like worth, you know, leaving all those messages for people because it's uh, just the way it hit him. And he was, you know, totally down. And you, you get more committed. I get people tell me all the time, like, you know, you called me one time, you know, after we got the program. I was like, really? Because mm. I'll call people all the time who have great results. Yeah. You know, I'll get their number. Like someone, when I was online today, I was actually in my infrared sauna videoing myself mm. live on Twitter, mm. calling people. And both of them, both of them uh, answered, which was funny. Uh, and I kept the call going till uh, the, the the phone got overheated because it was 154 degrees 
yeah. in the sauna, and eventually the phone got up your heat, I had to get it out before I burned it up. <laughs> but it was funny. But uh, you know, just reaching out to people and uh, and letting them know they uh, like I really care that they if they're gonna get the program, if they're gonna invest in it. You know, uh, I want them to actually do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you got a special for kids too, right now, right? Yeah, they're free, man. They're free because all these kids are in, you know. And I know a lot of a lot of parents, um, you know, aren't really used to like their kids not going outside. Like they're all inside, you know, a lot. So uh, burn off some of that energy. And if you go to ddpyoga.com backwards slash kids free, they get to do the workouts. The kids workouts for free. Nice. Pretty cool. Nice. That is pretty cool. Good stuff, man. Are right, you ready? Uh, this is the third installment of what I call the Pancakes and Power Slams photo shoot, the PNP photo shoot. So I've done it with D'Lo Brown. I've done it with Ken Doan. And you are the third installment of the PNP photo shoot, man. I'm, I'm excited. Cool. Uh, I think you're going to like it. I think it's going to be fun. I think uh, you're, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, this is your WWE career. Um, now, I think there's some some notable spots in your WWE career that uh, may bring some memory back to you. Like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. So, ready to rock? Go for it, bro. All right. So, uh, just like uh, the other times, I'm going to show you a picture. Show me what you were thinking at the time. You know, give me some backstory and just let me know uh, where you were at that time. Here we go. Sure. Oh uh, yeah, that that was the moment. That was that was really the the only day that really Diamond Dallas Page showed up. <laughs> and uh and Vincent said to me, he's like, you know, they're gonna cheer you, but don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. And in retrospect, you know, I wish I'd done things differently, but it taught me a lot of lessons about life and in the big picture, if I had to decide what I've done or not, mm -hmm. I would have still, just because I know how many lessons I learned. But this right here, man, and we were in Tampa, mm -hmm. and I was also Diamond Dallas Page, uh, crazy manager and color commentator with Gold Gordon Soley in Tampa, Florida. Nice. So I mean, Tampa and anywhere in my my nightclub was in Fort Myers. Anywhere um, in Florida was huge for me because mm -hmm. they treated me, you know, big time. Like, you know, like I, I was their own. It's like Dusty, you know. Yeah. So it was a great moment. Absolutely. We back in fifteen, back in two thousand fifteen, where we talked talked a little bit about just the direction of that for my new listeners. Uh, what was the just the direction that was supposed to go with this because it, I mean, the, the buildup was so good. I mean, the stalker angle was so good. And I was one back in 2001, I was one of those people who was like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of hip to the game. It makes sense. I, I can kind of find out who this is, but no one saw it coming that it was diamond Dallas page. What was the actual planned build for this? Uh, just in retrospect? Well, you know, I think that 
if it would have been a different time, you know, there was so much hate that was on WCW, mm-hmm. you know, because of the war. And like, I was never, I was just being competitive, like for doing the best I could do in WCW to get the highest ratings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I never wanted to put WWE out of business. That was never, I watched Hulk in a, uh, in a promo. He was talking about him in the rock. Mm-hmm. And he had said that we were like trying to put them out of business. And I never felt that, you know, because mm-hmm. to me, competition without Coke, there is no Pepsi without Pepsi. There's no Coke is never as strong as it is. Yeah. And so uh, I never felt like that. And coming into it, I felt like, well, you know, in our business, there's a there's a crazy word called heat. Mm-hmm. And if you got heat, sometimes you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh it's a weird, weird, weird thing. And um, WCW had a lot of heat, mm-hmm. you know, coming in there. And mm-hmm. again, didn't really know that. I mm-hmm. uh, wasn't even aware of it, especially for me, because I'm the business guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to beat me, beat me, but beat me the right way. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't just like, you know, try, try to ruin the character. And, and I'm talking about back from WCW, you had to fight for, your, you had to fight for yourself. And that's where the inner politics happen in the business because it isn't a shoot. It's a work. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's, it's Mm storyline. And then how good do you get it? Like when I, when I was first, when I was first uh, hit with this idea, Vince was to my, to my left. Shane was across from me and my wife was across from Vince. when he told me he wanted me to stalk Undertaker's wife, I was like, are you looking at my wife? You know, like, mm-hmm. I didn't say that, but in retrospect, I wish I would have. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I mean, everything, I, Diamond Dallas Page got over being himself and everything. Once I stopped trying to be Diamond Dallas Page, when Page Joseph Walkenberg stopped trying to be Diamond Dallas Page, and Diamond Dallas Page became Page Joseph Walkenberg, my career took off like a rocket. Mm. Well, nothing could be farther from who I am than the stalker. Mm. And like the first thing they had me do was call out Undertaker and then run away when he came to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't book that. Mm. I mean, people were going like, what, what the hell are you doing? Mm. You don't run away from anyone. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was told to do. Huh. And then you so, prayed on him for I mean, that long just to run away. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what what should have happened, I should have dropped his head on a, on a cement block mm-hmm. and put him in a hospital for three months. Yes. That's, yeah. what, Eric, that's what Eric Bischoff would have booked. Because mm-hmm. it would have drew, drew the storyline and caused more suspense to it. A hundred percent. But think about this. When the when Kevin and Scott came in, how long did it take for someone to even touch them? Mm, they came in with no way out oh two. And it took a it took quite a bit. Let's put it like this. When I dropped them in New Orleans, I was the first. Mm. It was a year and a half. Wow. Right. So, again, to me, it was just something was basically, you know, it, it, 
It was business. It didn't matter. Whoever was in that spot, whether it was Goldberg, Sting, whoever, they were going to, you know, this taker was going to whoop their <laughs> You know, I would love to have worked with Mark on a later date where mm-hmm. there wasn't that kind of business intention. Yeah. But he's a great guy and a great worker. Great, great worker. Never felt any of his punches. I mean, and they look like they're ripping your head off. Mm-hmm. If you're selling them, they're looking like, I mean, he, he really, he was like really known for taking care of, care of his guys in the ring. And I've been with guys who really hit you really hard too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting because I think you made a really interesting point there. And I think it, cause, cause to me, you know, when you, when you mentioned dropping Nash, you know, cause they, they recruited you for the NWO and, you know, uh, you, you, pulled over it was a haul you dropped right that you uh twisted them right. around and hauled them and then and kevin kevin over the top rope yeah and then yeah then kevin yeah and so i don't it just it just seemed i know that you had your jersey triad days and you had some heel runs toward the end but for me watching back then you were a baby face and 100 and going into wwe it was just an odd as a fan back then, it was just an odd feel to me because when I think of WWE and when I think of DDP, I think of the sign, I think of the crowd going bananas. It just, it was just a, it was just a weird feel to me, you know. So yeah, again, and again, I didn't book that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but here's here's what I learned from that. This is why it was really good for me. Um, I had to fight for everything in WCW. Mm-hmm everything mm-hmm. and at some point not as much but still getting there to the top is really challenging staying there is even more challenging sure and uh being political you know because that's part of the business but um the the hell is that noise something happened in my house out there Uh-oh. oh jake jake has got the jake has got the uh Hold on a second. Oh, okay, he got. It. I thought he was going to. I thought he was using the uh, the uh, uh, what is it called? The power washer. Oh. That's what it sounded like. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> gotcha. I think he is. Hold on. Let me get. All right, no problem. Uh, hold on. <laughs> and Jake, I'm trying to do a promo here. Yeah, shut that off. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> like Jake, 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 Jake Roberts. Like Jake? there's only there's there's only one Jake. Oh man, if he could pe- if he if he could peek in and say hi, the fans will love it, man. But you know, I'm cool. Now, right, 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 right now, Jake's in quarantine. So, uh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he will, right. he'll be out soon. I think cool. I think I I don't think he has the stuff. Just got to be sure. Really, really. um cautious with everybody anybody who comes here and uh, he's like he's like he's like uncle jake you know yeah, but yeah gotta be in quarantine right now yeah gotta have, um, the, gotta have the precautionary measures that's for sure yeah it's important um like i said the, the thing was really awesome about it because like no one put a gun to my head and said i had to do it you know so, like that was what they really wanted me to do yeah. so what what i should have done and again this is like i can remember when I'm going to use a segue, Cody Rhodes 
his friend, his sophomore, his junior, his sophomore year, he told me that he was going to win the state championship mm-hmm. his junior year. And I said, bro, I said, I always used to call him young buck back then. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like since he was a little kid, since he was 12 years old, I called him young buck. Nice. Now, how crazy is that? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> how um, ironic. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and I said, well, young buck, I said, you know what that's going to take? He said, a lot of work. I said, absolutely. And by that time, he had, by the time he was a junior, I was living in L.A. Mm-hmm. So I'd done my run with WWE, which was really four months. I was there a total of six, but I tore my meniscus at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was out. I, I was back from meniscus surgery in six weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's a very short time. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, the bottom line is I, I moved out to L.A., and Cody got on this tear where he just, you know, 13 and 0, 20 and 0, 20, you know, 30, 30 and 0, his junior year. Yeah. And we talked the whole way through it. And um, I told him, I said, dude, you get to the state finals, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. He's like, you'll fly in from LA. I'm like, absolutely. So I flew in. He went 48 and 0. He wow. won the state championship. Now, the next year, I want to say he was 12 and 0 or 11 and 0. I'm not sure what it was, but he lost. Mm-hmm. And I called him up just like I would any other time. Hey, young buck, what's up, man? How you been? He's like, Dallas, I lost. I effing lost. Mm-hmm. I said, thank God. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? Why would you say that? I said, Cody, you don't learn from winning. You learn from losing. Mm-hmm. You learn from falling down, making mistakes. So what did I learn from coming in as a stalker? What I should have said was Vince, Sean, Shane, I mean, uh, Vince and Shane, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, I really appreciate it, but I'm going to pass and shook hands and walked out. See, I had everything. They really wanted me there. I wanted to do people's champion versus people's champion. Mm -hmm. Now that would have been money. Under any circumstances, because Rock, you know, I mean, I knew the Rock was going to be, you know, I didn't think he'd be who he is now. I thought he was going to be up there, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he would be John Wayne, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, I thought he'd be a, a working top A-list actor for as long as he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But that he is the man, like the the most powerful actor in Hollywood. Yeah. And he's one of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm so proud of him, Cena, Batista. Yeah. Like these guys are killing it, man. And a lot of the reason those guys got these opportunities because of a guy named Blaine Johnson, mm-hmm. because he proved that, hey, look at these guys can do. Yeah. Like I got I got my own series coming out on Netflix at the end of this year, bro. Mm-hmm. It's good. And it it's it's something we shot for YouTube that Netflix loved, and now we're throwing these special effects in it, and uh, it's my show, and it is, it's badass, man. It's really got, it's got real potential. Like if you're a fanboy, you're a gamer, especially an '80s gamer, Mm. um, there's, there's, you're you're gonna love it because it's, it's, it's pretty wild. And uh, Adi Shankar did it, uh, the guy who did Castlevania, Mm -hmm. uh, plus a. A ton of other stuff but um back over to 
know, what I should have, what I learned from that lesson was you can't be afraid to walk away from the table. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times throughout my DDPY run, I can't tell you how many times I have got up and walked away from the table, including with Shark Tank. I remember, I walked, I watched that episode. Yeah, but I walked away from the table first. They, you know, they they sent us this contract, and I said, I'm not signing this. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, five, took us five interviews to get accepted. Yeah. Oh, wow. So my, my business partner, Steve Yu, he had um, called me up, and he said, listen, Shark Tank wants me to make a decision today. And I said, okay, tell them we pass. He's like, what? I go, tell him we pass. Tell him, thank you for the opportunity. We love the show, but we're going to pass. Mm. He said, why would, why would we do that? I go, because they want to control us. And I don't like the control. Like, we got to talk. We have to ask them for permission to be on YouTube, Twitter, mm. Facebook. Like, whatever we're doing. If, if, we, if I come into a town to do a show and I'm doing a Comic-Con and I'm going to be on CBS local network. I have to call them and give Ace ABC first opportunity. Wow. Like it was that kind of shit. And then ABC local probably wouldn't even care. Yeah. But the fact was, it would have changed my path. Yeah. So I said no. 90 minutes later, I was pulling into Chattanooga, Tennessee from Atlanta. And I got a call from the executive producer. Steve's on the phone. He goes, dude, I got an executive producer on the line. They want to fix this. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They fixed it. If I don't go through what I did with the sucker, I don't have all these business lessons. I learned so much. Wow. And, and when it comes to, like, one of my favorite quotes is by a guy named Zig Ziglar. Bible thumper, motivational speaker. Guy had to, just some really great things to say. And he didn't say it like this. I made it my own, but it was, it's where I got the idea from it. Now you can get whatever you want as long as you help enough people get what they want. Mm -hmm. And that's been my life from A to Z, from getting boys, jobs, and WCW. I mean, I got a long list of people I could name. Raven, uh, Glacier, Disco Inferno, uh, Billy Kidman. I mean, uh, Chris Canyon. I mean, the list goes on. It's Train always guys. puts you over. Train. Yeah. <laughs> I train. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got, I've got them all in front of the guy. And if I believed in them, mm -hmm. well, then I would help them. Mm -hmm. But I got to believe in your work ethic. You know, I got to believe you're not going to let me down. Yeah. And make me look bad, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I believe that I can get whatever I want as long as I keep helping enough people get what they want. Yeah. Like the money I made in wrestling was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. But what I've done after that dwarfs it. Wow, that's amazing. You know, and, and I, I don't, I don't owe anyone anything. My homes, my vehicles, my buildings, everything is paid for yeah and that's so that no one could ever take it away you know yeah before that's what happens the, 
for those watching before uh, we got on the uh, before we got on the air, DDP gave me a little a, a small little virtual tour of his elevator in his home. So obviously he's uh, <laughs> doing quite well right now. So <laughs> uh, and, and 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 what's my job? My job is helping people. Yeah, yeah. That's my job. Yeah. That's what I do, man. Yeah. You know, it, there's nothing that can make you feel better about helping other people. There's just not, there's nothing. I always tell people, you're depressed. Help somebody. Help anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes you feel better. <laughs> Boy, I was jacked up there, man. My shoulders. <laughs> I'm about to dive there. <clears throat> I believe that's when I was getting over to go to do the smiley guy. And who was really like, like it was a like a fun, you know, uh exaggeration of who I am. You know? Yeah. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. Now recall the uh this was invasion two thousand one. what what's Oh, that was the invasion spot. Okay. Yeah. What was your yeah. what was your feel just uh in on, on the event? Uh, it was a it was a really hyped event. But there was so many missing links in this. Field. Oh yeah, without, without having the main, without, not having the main roster, there was no. Like when you when you when you start the invasion, and it's Scott and Kev, mm. like two the top guy, and then Hulk mm-hmm. flips over. That's an invasion. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? What they did was uh, it, it was a loaded down version again. Mm-hmm. Certain things you, you you know wrestling's a work, right? Of course, uh, I'm, a, I'm a journalist. I'm a pro wrestling journalist. I know, <laughs> well, yeah, bro. It's a work. So, what you tell me? I mean, I don't have to say it. You know, freaking seriously, like that. We're going to take on them? No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Tess. God bless him. Yeah. I tell you what, that, titles. the uh, the other guy holding the belt, Chris Canyon, probably the most underrated wrestler of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that guy. I loved working against him and with him because mm-hmm. <clears throat> he could do anything. He was like he was like the much younger version of myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I started at thirty five. Uh, I think. When I, I want to say he was about 13 years younger than me, something like that. Mm-hmm. But he was really, really good. Yeah. Now, what was the uh, thought process? Because uh, y'all beat APA here, and y'all lost it like two weeks later um, at SummerSlam, I think it was. So what was the idea behind having y'all win the titles here from APA on SmackDown just to lose it a couple of weeks later? I guess you'd have to ask the booking committee that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just it, it was just a weird thing to me. Like it just seems like it just seemed like y'all, I mean y'all as a team, you know, APA was huge. APA is one of the most dominant teams. And it seemed like there was there should have been more steam, you know, it should have been longer. The 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 range should have been longer instead of just two weeks. It just that just didn't yeah, make sense. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Who uh who was it uh, that told y'all you're one in the straps on this episode of SmackDown. That's funny. I don't even remember that. I, I don't remember that ever on any level. Mm-hmm. You know, on anything I ever went over, I just never remember that. That's funny. Uh, funny you asked that question. 
Yeah. Do you remember like any yeah. backstage meetings heading into this night or how just you're no. feeling? No. I really don't you know. I don't really remember. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. How was it working with Test? Great guy. Mm-hmm. Good kid, man. You know, uh shame. You know, just so many guys yeah. passed on so early, but yeah, both of them both of them passed on, you know, young. Yeah, well, Chris killed off. There's a difference there. Yeah, still sad and, though. Still, still very yeah. sad. Yeah. No, it's sad, but he but he didn't, you know, he wanted to die. And I, you know, if I can't get you to change that attitude, there's you know, there's really I don't know anybody who could. Now, were you, you know, coaching him I, around this time? Like, uh, were you coaching him around? No. His, you know, he wasn't really, he wasn't really, the negativity of life didn't really happen until after wrestling was over. Because mm. wrestling was something he really loved, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Was, as long as he was getting to do that, he was, you know, he was still, I really never, I never thought of him about, about being depressed. Really? And going through, uh, you know, uh, being bipolar, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny. You know, I, just, I didn't get it. But I talked to him before he before he passed on, I, and I knew. You know, I tried to get him involved in a bunch of stuff we were doing and uh, I tried to work with him. But, again, you got to try to – you got to want to help yourself. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, when they're in that spot, they don't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I agree. Immunity Battle Royal Survivor Series. <laughs> I who am I working with there? Who's in black? That was the Immunity Battle Royal Survivor Series. Mm. What was the What was the point of just plugging a bunch of people in the one year immunity if you won? That who came up with that idea, <laughs> dude? Again, <laughs> who, who knows? Wow. Um, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. I remember in, in WCW, I came up with all my own shit. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> every idea you saw me have out there from turning on the NWO, mm-hmm. like that's my idea. Mm-hmm. Malone and me and Malone against Rodman Hogan yeah. and shooting the angle yeah. on the Tonight Show. That's my idea. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I could control stuff there. Even on the lower level, because you know, I had Eric Bischoff's ear, and I put a lot of work into those ideas. Mm-hmm. When, when I went to WWE, I had no control over anything. Once I said yes, I do the stalker thing. You know, I did come up with the motivational speaker dude because mm-hmm. that was like a version of me. Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> getting, uh, Vince threw the smile onto it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I thought it was goofy, but it got over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it got over. People you loved were, it. You were smiling so, right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and it and it works. Yeah. You know, and uh if they had went with it, it could have blown me up again. You know, I thank God for I had that match with Christian at the end because that, that was my swan song out of there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that. Look at that one fan. He's excited. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> both of yeah. them are, are marking out for you, man. This is your, yeah. your and, championship run uh, win. Yeah, 
Chris, Christian, uh, what a great, great, great performer. And uh, that's who was in there, right? Yep. That's when you want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he was, uh, he just, he just wanted, he's a great heel. He wants to be the heel. He's going to be the heel. He's not going to let the people turn to baby face. Even in Canada, that's where he was from. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I enjoyed working with him. And, you know, unlike The Undertaker, I'm still undefeated at WrestleMania. I want to know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I was that. that I, I was really blown away. They put me over in that, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Wow. wow. I was yeah, like, for those nah, listening, cool. for those listening, he he has no idea about these pictures. He's he's just giving perfect segues, and it's <laughs> and it's great. So yeah, it was great. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, it, it Pat Patterson and Michael Hayes came up to me, shook my hand, and said, "You know, Vince loved it, and uh, they're gonna do they're we're, they're gonna do something with you now. Nice. They're gonna they're gonna you know because they knew I was the main eventer, you know. Yeah, and I just had to turn that around, you know, because the soccer thing was so bad for, for my career. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, we had such a great match and we had, you know, fun stuff we did. Mm-hmm. But I, I was going to slowly lose, keep the motivational guy, but slowly lose it, turn it back into the field bang guy. And that's yep. the guy who was money, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, but it couldn't be so drastic from stalker to the other guy, you know, they, they've done that kind of stuff before, but you know, I try to do it in phases. So at least make some, some hard sense. <laughs> um, but that, like I said, I was, I, I was really, um, I was happy and grateful <laughs> to be able for that WrestleMania match with Christian working with him. Uh, me and Jay are good friends, you know? Now, how was it? Uh, this is what your, this is your first and only WrestleMania match, right? Want to know? Well, Undefeated, yeah. right? And um, Andre, yeah. The uh, that's the same building I was Diamond Dallas chauffeur too. Ah, Wrestle, WrestleMania six. Yeah, yeah, with uh, rhythm and blues, right? Yep. But now, if you take that that main event that night, WrestleMania six was Hogan and Warrior. Mm-hmm. Eight years later. Diamond Dallas Chauffeur is sharing the main event bill with Bill Goldberg. Yeah. So it's me and Goldberg for the world title and Hogan and Warrior. Wow. And we stole and we stole the show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was a Halloween. So Havoc. that was a Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, four years later, I'm back. In the same place, you know, you know, going over at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Was it with the world? It wasn't with the world title belt, which, you know, I'm very, um, I'm very precise most times on when I'm setting a goal, which every one of my goals I've pretty much hit. I mean, like every one, or I've gone way past it, or it's been a little to the left or a little to the right. Uh, you know, in my mind, I should have said, I'm going to work WrestleMania in the main event. Mm-hmm. That's what should have been my brain. You know, mm-hmm. And I didn't. I didn't. I, just, I always would say, I got to work a mania. I have to work a mania. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got my mania. And I got my mania moment because 
it was a hell of a match. It was you know? really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Really good. I'm proud of it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's one of my best matches, but it's, it was a hell of a match. Yeah, it was really It was good. definitely, it was a good match. How, how did it feel being in Toronto that night and especially, uh, you know, that thunderous match between Rock and Hogan? How, how was it being I in thought, Toronto that night? I'll tell you, man, I, I, I was blown away by that. I love that. That's one of my favorite matches, Rock and Hogan, because Rock was so over, but he was in Hogan's town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was you in Hogan's Hogan. country for sure. <laughs> for sure. And, yeah. you know, for Hulk to become, because like, if you put me in Atlanta, you put me in Birmingham, Chicago, Salt Lake City, uh, Tampa, Florida, any place in Orlando. That's why I was really glad I went to the Hall of Fame in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, that's David Pink House. Mm-hmm. So, Hulk, you know, of course, has a lot of towns, but Canada, he owned Canada. Mm. And so, um, you know, I was up in the, in the box watching that match. Oh, right. it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Could, could you feel just the inner, I mean, just, it was infectious. This, this, the whole that night. Great. That whole that WrestleMania 18 was one of the most thunderous WrestleManias. It was just, I remember watching just from top to bottom, just the feel of Toronto was just really good. I think y'all opened it up really good too. You and Christian did. Yeah. I think y'all really just, I think y'all really set the bar for the evening. And I don't know if anybody's told you that, but I want to tell you that because I think y'all really set the bar for the evening. And I think without DDP Christian, it really set the bar high enough for the fans to expect something. A really good right. and to keep that energy throughout the show, and it led to Hogan Rock and being a thunderous crowd. But I think you guys set the bar for that evening. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a good night, I and mean, it was a really good night all the way through. And like I was saying, the only real Diamond Dallas Page that was in the first part of WWE, you know, being in the second part, what I call the very best of Nitro, and all the stuff I did with. Uh, with Jake and all, all that, yeah. that was really, that was really amazing. And then for them to, you know, put me in the you know Hall of Fame and all that, like that was just super amazing stuff to, at, towards the end of that, you know? Um, but the beginning part, this was, this night was really amazing for me and the stalker. I love being, I love day one of the stalker. <laughs> uh, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I hated running away. I effing hated it mm-hmm. because if me and him go blow to blow, the place goes crazy. Yeah, definitely. It just yeah. goes crazy. Yeah. Now, is this when? Uh, oh, this is uh, this is uh, um, uh, in Philly, and uh, um, that's the uh, Rumble, right? Yep. So, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I know Michael P.S. Hayes is booking it, though. And Michael knows that if I start hitting diamond cutters, the roof's going to blow off. Look at that backdrop. Like, he, <laughs> look at all those hands. Beautiful. I need that. I want, I want the, I want the, I want that picture, bro. You got to send me that I photo. Got That's a great photo. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Yes, so definitely I want you to send that to me. But um, I get a text 
from Cody on the way in. And me, Bubba, and Boogie are, you know, we're the, we're the mystery surprises. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that what it what's going to happen. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can get thrown in and thrown right back out. You know what I mean? Because that's happened, you know, to plenty of guys. Uh, um, so I'm just happy to be there. And I get texts from Cody. It says, how apropos that I would be the first to take the cutter. Nice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. And then Michael came in. Then, then he tells us, you know, what we're all doing. And so me and Bubba, like, you hit this with our tape. Yo, you hit Cody with a cutter. You hit bringing the, uh, um, John, oh God, what's um, um Johnny Curry. Fandango, yeah. John, what a great, what a great kid he is. You hit him off the top row, or you hit him off the top row, and then Bray, mm-hmm. you know, you did Bray, and then PSA says, and you know what happens after that? And me and Bubba look at each other because we've already, like, yeah, Orton comes and fucking hits me finally, and they go and they say, um, the Russian guy, what's his name, uh, Rusev. Rusev, and then Rusev comes. And me and Bubba just look at each other like, "Oh yeah, of course Rusev comes." I thought, <laughs> "Sure, you know, I will, I will bust Randy Orton's chops sometimes." You know, do like because I love him. I love Randy Orton. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I love that he did his version, the RKO. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually called him and told him I wanted them to use it because. I mean, he was the most talented guy that I, that was out there at the time. Yep. And I think one of the most talented guys ever Still, to be yeah. in our business. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, so, you know, that that he would be using it to me. And Chakey, like, he did he did diamond cutters. And I got to call it a diamond cutter. He did diamond cutters that I didn't even know you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Ziggler did the one thing with a power bomb and so the bottom line is that randy couldn't that randy wasn't going to be there to do it so i would inside so happy he wasn't because occasionally i'll go yo legend killer he'll turn around and go, haven't killed me yet uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's killed everybody oh friggin', he's killed friggin' stone cold the rock i mean he's killed them all yeah, he's killed them all yeah. at one point or another, but he never killed me yet. <laughs> love it, love it. Love it. Uh, oh, so that was the uh, that was WrestleMania. Uh, God, that was in Dallas, Texas, wasn't it? Yep, thirty-two. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. Andre Battle Royal. Yeah, man. That was that was like the greatest birthday gift they ever gave me well actually jake going in was phenomenal yeah. but um but uh <clears throat> but freaking being able to go out there and do the andre joy battle royal on my 61st birthday or 60 60th or 61st birthday to go out there and still look like i knew what i was doing that was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah like i said the, the, the second part in wwe 
thing run for me has been amazing. <laughs> you know, they, they, and I, I knew I had to help Cody, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't want, I wanted to be able to help folks. I, I never signed a contract with AEW, mm. you know, um, and Cody never, you know, I told him I, I, before, before he could even ask me, I wanted him to know that he couldn't, he can't pay me to, to help you mm-hmm. because I want it. I want whatever I tell you to have no agenda. Mm. So if you, you know, if you ask me something, I'm going to give you my honest thought. It's not going to be because it's going to help this or help me or, you know, or any of that. And he said, I, I make plenty of money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, if you want me to wrestle, you're going to pay me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know to pay for all my chiropractic stuff I'm going to do after that and before. Yeah. But, uh, but off of that, I don't want to pay me. So I, I didn't, I was hoping I would still get to be able to work with AW, uh, with WWE guys. Mm-hmm. And I still work privately, but I can't go to the performance center anymore. And so I, I'm not bitter in any way, shape, or form. I love WWE. You know, they, they really treated me freaking amazing, mm-hmm. you know, the last freaking eight, 10 years. So I, I got nothing but love for them. Mm-hmm. Now, have they blacklisted you, uh, because of the, um, I, I wouldn't say blacklisting. I would just say, you know, I'm just not, uh, <laughs> if they're, if, you know, if there was, uh, if there was help, you know, there was, if, it just, they're not calling me. Let's put it like that. <laughs> Got it. But I, I don't, I don't think I have heat with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, 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 everybody that, you know, Michael P.S. Hayes is one of my best friends. You know, Hunter and I are tight. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I, just I can call him and he'll call me back. Yeah. 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 They just, no, I get It's business. It's yeah, business. And I get it. It's, it's, it, it's okay. You know, yeah. yeah you'll never hear you'll never hear me say anything negative about WWE ever, <laughs> ever. You know, that's inducting Jake. No, that's that's you. Oh, that is me. That yeah. is me. That's <laughs> me going in. Yeah, that's right. I had a different I had a different tie. It was vice versa. I had the white tie on for Jake. I was there on yeah, the that floor was, that night <clears throat> doing media. That that. That that was that was a, that was a huge day. That was when people ask me like, "What's your favorite time in professional wrestling? Like, what's your favorite moment?" <clears throat> For me, it's then, yeah. you know, because I got to thank all the people that helped get me there. Yeah, man. You know, and I really enjoyed the most thanking Rick because I never really thanked him. Because we, you know, we had some friction, you know, and all you got to do is read some of the stuff that we've said about each other back in the day. <laughs> and you can know there was some friction there. Yeah. But I was love, I was love Rick Blair. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to have that. And in the real world, I don't think he did either because, you know, we both had fixed that over a decade ago. Yeah. So, and I almost thanked him when we were out, when we were, Dusty had passed. And we ended up in the same hotel way away from where they did the memorial. And he was there with his family and I was there uh, with my wife at the time. And we, we had a great time. Uh, we, we were together earlier and then we got together after the thing. We had you know, dinner and drinks. And you know, I almost thanked them right there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until it really means something. 
And that's why I, you know, I said, you know, what I said about him, you know, at that podium, because I knew that what he did, whether he thought it was right or not at the time, when he put me over in the middle with a cutter mm-hmm. for the first world championship, that was something that helped me get one step closer to that, that podium. And yeah. Yep. yeah, we had some, we had some great feuds. We had some great stuff. I was freaking Ric Flair. <laughs> Who was your who was your favorite feud? I know, I, if I'm gonna guess the answer, let let me guess the answer of who your favorite feud was in WCW. All right, my guess would be Savage. Yeah, I think it's obvious. Yeah, because it was it was you know it was great. It was the feud of the year. It was PWI's feud of the year mm-hmm. over Bret Hart and Austin. And Austin, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1997 was my year, man. That was a incredible year one of my favorite moments is jake i hadn't talked to him about a year at that time mm-hmm. and he called me up in january 1997 and all he said was one word he said congratulations i said jake he goes yeah i go congratulations for what he said reinvent the ddt <laughs> nice i mean that was as big to me as the united states title you know yeah. for jake yeah. to uh you know, because Jake don't put anybody over mm-hmm. that friggin', you know, unless he's really moved by it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Well, that's it, man. Hope uh, hope it was fun. I uh, hope it was a fun yeah, ride for you. Fun. <laughs> I told you it was going to be. Absolutely. <laughs> Glad. All right, yeah. plug, plug your stuff one more time, man, before we close. I had a really good time chatting with you tonight. Well, anybody wants, I mean, you're trapped in your house right now. <laughs> you want to try DDP yoga? It's that simple. You can try it, cost you nothing. Go on the app. Just go to actually go to ddpyoga.com because that's where you're going to find your best deal if you decide to keep it. Um, and you can try the app for seven days. And if you dig it, keep it. If you don't, dump it. You know, <laughs> can't get any better than that. Yeah. Uh, you want to follow me? Twitter at real ddp at ddpyoga. Instagram at diamond dollars page at ddpyoga. Uh, and don't listen to a word I have to say about my program. Go to Facebook. There's a group there called DDP Yoga Members and members only. Mm-hmm. And talk to them. Yeah. And then you'll see what people, because you, it's, it's really hard to get people to chant your name in professional wrestling. To get people to chant your name in something that they know is a work but they're part of the show for them to get you to chant their name is really, really powerful. And it just doesn't happen. It's yeah. the same thing online. You can't get people to write stuff about you unless they really believe in it. And if you know, you read anything about our stuff, people don't write like this is a great workout. They write paragraphs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that one is if you look up DDP Yoga, uh it'll say members only. This is it. Yeah, don't think you got no no no, it's not the one though. That one's got the one's got 45. Get rid of members only, it'll just be DDP yoga. I think it's two words. I think it's two words, DDP yoga. Try try the one you word got, you got sites of sites. <laughs> yeah, but so many people have them, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I think this one is one word DDP yoga. Just pull that up there. 
pulled in and then yeah, hit that. And then there's you right there. Right there is it's like, yeah, that's it. That's got like what do you got? Forty four thousand people or something on it. Yeah, how many members? Forty six thousand. Read what anyone writes there. Nice. You know, and people help each other on my site. You know, that's the place I direct people to all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we've sold hundreds of thousands of units. There's 46,000 people on that that uh, Twitter. I'll bet you 26,000 use it all the time. Nice. Now, it's pretty wild. That's awesome. Pretty wild. All right, brother. Great seeing you, Chris. Have an awesome day. And appreciate the hype. See ya. Bye. Nice. Thanks, man. You're welcome, brother. All right, y'all. That was the DDP interview. Uh, I did not know that. <laughs> I, I I forgot that it was close to an hour long, man. That's awesome. We we were just talking and chatting and having fun and and having a great time. That was fun. I hope you all enjoyed the the DDP interview. All right, y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It was fun. It was fun. I I, I think that uh, uh, it was a great time. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the the DDP interview, PNP Nation. Uh, that was a really fun edition of the PNP photo shoot with DDP. Awesome time. Uh, I agree with this. I agree with this. I think uh, DDP one more match, maybe at a Saudi event. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with DDP coming back to Saudi. I think that's pretty cool. Um, all right, PMP Nation, how y'all doing? We're about to jump into the headlines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, love, love that he told uh, Jake that he was cutting a promo. What's up, Alonzo? Great to have you with us again, as always. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what y'all think of the DDP interview? The DDP, P, did y'all like the PNP photo shoot of DDP? Enjoyed it. Uh, I, I like the 2015 interview when I interviewed him five years ago. I like this one even more because it was fun. I, I was like, man, you know what? We were talking. We were talking for nearly an hour. <laughs> we were just shooting the breeze, man, and having a good time. Talking about was PG. Everybody, all of my uh, people know it was PG, uh, but he uh, slipped a couple in there. I tried to edit it. <laughs> I edited one or two out, but uh, I forgot he uh, he slipped a, a, like one more in there too. So uh, awesome! Glad you loved it, Marissa. Glad you loved it. Very very happy about that. All right, so I got some trivia. I got I, I, I went in my trivia vault, so I have this big old uh, envelope full pat of trivia. So I grabbed a big old chunk out of it. This is like old school trivia. This is like old trivia from years ago. Years, years ago. Uh, so I, I, I grabbed a, a stack of it and I'll be asking y'all some trivia. Uh, Mark Mara or Gang Grill. Yes, I would interview those if you have uh, <laughs> if you have the context. Yeah, in, I'd interview anybody, really. Um yeah, I I I try to great. I would be in. I wouldn't be. In, I would be interested to do a photo shoot with both of them, particularly Mark Merrow. Uh, a plus interview as always. Greatly appreciated, Robbie. Kyle, you think the photo shoots the way to go? Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I really, I really like it. 
I really enjoy this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very innovative. This is the reason why I do video. I do a video cast every week and I have interviews every week. I really try to be innovative. I think you got to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to, you know, anything really. I mean, that's just good business when you're, when you stay ahead of the curve. Uh, but particularly, I think a lot of people are doing podcasts. You know, I've been doing this thing for over eight years now and everybody's doing podcasts and it's just crazy on how like podcasts are a dime a dozen now and people do them all the time. So I'm like, you know what, man, PNP is, is a vet in the game, eight years old. We got to do something else innovative to stay ahead of the curve. So on the eighth year anniversary, I was like, let's do a photo shoot type of interview. So, um, so I think, yeah, I, for, for those who have like a, a nice WWE resume portfolio. I'll uh, get some screen grabs like I've been doing and make it make it happen. Man, I enjoy it a lot too. Marissa likes it. Nice interview. Good stuff. Enjoy the interview as always. Thank you, Alma. Ask Chris, do you know if WWE is bringing back Sarah Logan? She was mentioned in reference several times last night on Raw. No, they wrote her off. She's uh, she's she's gone. Um, they were not bringing her back. Uh, yes, Jesse the Body Ventura would be an uh, would be an interesting interview. I agree. Uh, we won't really really get into too, too, too many politics. I'll just stick at wrestling. Um, so yeah. All right. First trivia question is this: Who defeated Chavo Guerrero to become ECW champion? Who defeated Chavo Guerrero to become ECW champion? Five of the week this week, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, your your personal favorite uh, '90s WCW fuse. Now, I might uh, now uh, I might get some people with uh, WCW like Marissa. I know that uh, you weren't watching uh, WCW. Don't know if Mo was watching WCW, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out. Um, Kane. Yes, indeed. Kane is the correct answer. Good job, Elvis. Good job, Elvis. Next, Chris Jericho has held the IC title nine times. When was the last year he was champion? Chris Jericho has held the IC title nine times. When was the last year he was champion? Ask Chris. Out of the recent releases, who would you like to interview for this show the most? Very good question. Um, Kurt Angle. Yep, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle someone on my bucket list that I have not interviewed yet. Uh, there, there's been, I've talked to his agent a few times and the dates that uh, we uh, the dates that were proposed, he had other things to do, and it's been a while since I've talked to him. So, yeah, CM Punk would be. Uh, um, I'm seeing CM Punk over here. Kurt Angle would be would be the answer to that question. All right. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into it. You know what time it is. Airlines. Here we go.
All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to unfortunately start off with a somber one. Howard Finkel passes away. He was 69 years old. Um, probably the best ring announcer in the business. I can't think of anybody else uh, that is that was better. Um, I'm actually cool with Mike McGurk. Um, let's see if I can. I don't know if she's up. It's late. It's 12:22 in the morning here eastern time but i'm gonna i'm gonna message uh mike mcgurk um let's see how she feels about uh how she feels about howard finkel's passing wow we're live pal um Messaging Mike McGurk now. Let's see. Live pal. Um, yeah, it awesome stuff with yeah, just uh sent Mike McGurk a message. Um yeah, I've had Gary Michael Capetto on my show actually. I've had Mark Lawrence on my show. I've had Dave Penzer on my show. I've had a lot of announcers on my show. Um, yes, I agree. I agree. I, I love this. And no! Yeah, I loved it. I, it, it was such an amazing part of the suspending reality and just the excitement that came with new champs, baby faces, the surprises that came with heel champions that won. Um, I was a big fan of that. I loved that. I think Howard Finkel really encapsulated 80s wrestling. That's the reason why, to me, um, 80s wrestling is where it's at. I mean, I really enjoyed Flair's interview uh, the, on the Broken Skull sessions. And his favorite era is 80s. I agree. I'm, uh, 80s wrestling is is just is where it's at for me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree. Michael Buffer was great, too. Let's get ready to rumble. Uh, there, was some, there was a really funny promo that he cut. Uh, I don't want to get pinged though, because I think it was, I think it was Memphis though. I don't think I don't think WWE owns Memphis. This is, it's not. I'm not going to do it just because uh, if I'm in doubt, it's uh, I'm not going to do it. But I was going to play a, a heel promo that he did cutting. He was cutting a promo on a uh, uh, downtown brew. Uh, uh, Downtown Bruno, Harvey Whippleman. So he was downtown Bruno in Memphis, right? And so, you know, people know him as Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> Howard Fika was coming, you know, he was representing WWE, WWF at the time. And he just cut a heel promo on Whippleman. It was so hilarious. And I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa. I just watched it a couple of weeks ago. A good friend of mine. Uh, sent it over to us, sent it over to me, texted it over to me. And uh, I thought, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, wait a minute. This is really a side of Howard Finkel that could have been exposed, could have been, could have been utilized. I think he would have made a really interesting 
Um, it would have been really, it would have been a really interesting kind of branch off of, of Finkel, but he was such a good ring announcer though. He was such a good ring announcer. It would be nice to play a video of him saying new, new champions when the new day won on SmackDown. Oh yeah. That would have been really nice. And it was live too. It wasn't even taped. That would have been really, really nice. I like that. Uh, yes, he was on Legends House. Uh, it's making me want because I never really got into that. I think I watched like one or two, uh, one or two uh, episodes. Um, I, I, I might binge when I have time, probably when I'm studying or writing my dissertation, uh, writing articles. I'll probably spend some time binging on uh, Legends House. Um, but I got so much. To, I got so many books to read. I, like I got people sending me videos to watch books to read uh i got stuff to catch up on i just got so much to catch up on man so uh yes um uh oh yeah so what's up with the jericho stuff did i stump did i stump the crowd did i stumped the pmp nation once again 2009 2009 was the last time jericho was intercontinental champion next question i got trivia for days y'all this person won the WWE World Tag Team titles with Billy Gunn in 2002. Won the tag team titles with Billy Gunn in 2002. Uh, you said that, Kyle? All right. Let's see. Kyle, let me go back to Kyle's answer. Oh, I don't see it. I don't see it, Kyle. Um yeah, I agree. Tim Bell salute uh to, to, to Finkel. I agree. I see Mo saying uh I see Mo's 2009. I don't see your 2009, uh Kyle. Um oh you looked it up, man. You you looked it up. <laughs> you cheated. I hope you didn't look that up either. Chuck Palumbo, that is that is correct. No, you didn't. You put 2011. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, no, I didn't see, I didn't see no 2009. I didn't see any 2009. Uh, it was Chuck. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I I wish they would have done a salute for Finkel. I mean, you know, they 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 showed the tweets and stuff like that, and Vincent Man, you know, putting them over for be the first WWE employee and all that. That was great. That was really, you know, that was really cool. But I think they should have done. I know they did a little a little package for him, but I think uh, who was it uh, when Gene Okerlund passed and Hogan cut the promo? Uh, I think that was really cool, actually. First of all, and second of all, I think someone could have cut a promo about Howard Finkel because he was such an instrumental person in the WWE um, back for in eighties and nineties. You know, so. I think that would have been a pretty, pretty cool idea to do. Uh, right. All right. So next we have uh, uh, Joe Petticino passed away. Um, I was a huge fan of Global Wrestling Federation. I actually talked to Bear Horowitz about this. Um, and he said that uh, Joe Petticino was a, was a good guy. You know, he was in Global Wrestling Federation. He said he enjoyed working with uh, 
Joe Petticino and Bonnie Blackstone, Joe Petticino's wife. Uh, I, know, I know late last year he suffered a stroke. Uh, he wasn't doing well. He was ailing uh, pretty bad. And sad to hear he was uh, 70. Yes, he was 70 years old. Um, so unfortunately, yeah, it's, it, it's tough because it was uh, really, really tough for him uh, ailing at, at his age and things like that. And, you know, he, he did, uh, some things with Gordon Soley and, you know, he was, uh, he was around for a while and I know that, uh, Bill Eady had a lot to do with the book when it comes to global, but Joe Petticino was part owner and, uh, you know, he, a lot of his credit goes to, to, um, to, uh, to global, man, I, I really put global over in my wrestling rumors, uh, article. It was, man, I, I really had, I, I really was digging and man, there was so much. I remember why I watched global all three years, ESPN four o'clock. I was in there. Like I, I was a huge global wrestling federation fan and, and thank God for my great grandma. She passed away. I, um, uh, like 25 years ago now, uh, about 25 years ago. And it's, it's crazy. It's been that long, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's when I grew up, when I grew up, it was wrestling and I, and, and my great grandma was the, was the greatest. Like I, I was, I grew up because my great grandma from the time I remember watching TV, my great grandma was a wrestling fan and she was in her sixties and seventies watching wrestling. We had a floor model TV and somehow we had cable and I was so blessed. <laughs> I was so blessed. We had cable TV, TBS USA watching raw. And I was 93, even before that class of the champions uh and uh like superstars we watch superstars wrestling challenge all that stuff back in the day and uh it was it was awesome it was it was awesome like wrestling really kept me out of trouble it was like i, I got into some trouble as i was getting in high school uh like early high school i gave my life to the lord in 1998 and that's because i was heading down a really 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 troubled bad path uh lots of temptations going on at the time and um but wrestling really kept my childhood and it really motivated me to 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 work and my my middle son my middle son ian he's a really big wrestling fan now he watched all of wrestlemania while i was live here he watched it up in the living room and he was just glued into it i he plays no mercy uh, on 64, like it's a brand new game. <laughs> so I used to take, uh, my, my oldest is seven. So from about, from about like three to like five for about two years, a good friend, Bobby Fulton, y'all know Bobby Fulton from the fantastics. He had, I still does. I mean, he hasn't in, in a, in a few months because of COVID-19, but he has, um, like regional events in Ohio. So within, within, 60 to 90 minute drive. I do many media there. I interview uh, some people and things like that. Um, uh, some, some big name wrestlers and uh, I, I report results and write articles and stuff like that. And I'll take, uh, 
and, and I did that for a while. And there was a couple, and there's a few times where I just, you know, did a couple stuff. But I, when I want my kid, I can't really do much media because I mean, it's kind of like, you know, me and my kid time. And I have to keep walking around and, you know, doing media, uh, doing media and having a, a child at the same time isn't <laughs> having, a, has a, having a three, four year old at the time with me uh isn't uh it's kind of like one or the other uh but uh i would bring my 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 oldest son with me and uh he would just have the, the greatest time like uh he, he would call you know I, i'm a big manners guy I teach my kids manners and so he would say you know mr bobby mr bobby was the good guy mr shane shane douglas uh he appeared a bunch of times with bobby fulton's uh uh indie promotion uh world classic uh professional big time wrestling and it would be bobby fulton versus shane douglas and he would see blood and it would kind of get gory and my, my my oldest uh he would he was like three four five years old and uh he was like uh he was just like into it he's like get him get him he was like so into it and he was like he was like really feeling it. It was real to him. Like, and that's how wrestling was to me when I was five years old uh, and had the opportunity to, to watch wrestling. It was, it was amazing. And that's how my uh, oldest child was. He doesn't watch wrestling as much now. He plays wrestling, but he doesn't watch wrestling as much now. But my middle child, he's five, and uh, he's like really into, into wrestling. And in the early 90s, uh, Global was from 91 to 94. And I remember coming from school and I would be glued on the, uh, the screen and I would watch global wrestling federation. I would watch, I got really into guiding light too, because my, uh, my great grandma would watch the stories. They call it, she called it the stories and she would watch like as the world turns and guiding light and stuff. So guiding light was like the telling the guiding light was on. And I got into like stories when I was in middle school and uh, pressure luck was another one. Whammy watched it every day after school. I loved pressure luck and global wrestling federation. And that was like pressure luck and global. Those were my, that, that was my stuff from 91 to 94. That was, those were my two after, after school shows, pressure luck and global wrestling federation. And uh, that's how I uh, got hip to Del Wilkes. That's how I got hip to uh, Sean Waltman when he was the Lightning Kid. Uh, that's how I got hip to uh, Jerry Lynn. That's how I got hip to, um, uh, um, I would say Al, Al Perez, but I remember Al Perez from WCW. Um, who else? Chaz, uh, Tugboat Taylor, uh, Maniac Mike Davis. Who else uh, did I get hit to at that time? Uh, the Black, the Dark Patriot. I remember the Dark Patriot um, at that time. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was just some. Uh, oh yeah, Hugh uh, Ebony Experience, Harlem Heat. That that's that's when I start liking Harlem Heat, uh, and that's uh, when I, when I start liking uh, Booker T. Booker T is a uh, in my top five all time right now, and I start liking him during the. Uh, the Ebony Experience back in back in Global. I loved Global, man. I was a huge fan of Global. Uh, Scotty Flamingo. 
I was uh well he was uh he was uh I remember him from from WCW too. Uh let's see. Yeah, my great yeah, my great grandmother was a wrestling fan. My and that and that's such a blessing. My great grandmother was a wrestling fan growing up. I, I was blessed to spend 14 years with with my great grandma. And uh uh just uh, she she left a lasting impression to me uh when she passed i said you know what i will continue to be a wrestling fan in honor of my great grandma and i've been a wrestling fan my entire life i've not missed one bit not from from like 1985 to now i've been a wrestling fan the whole time and um and when she passed I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going. I'm gonna continue to be a wrestling fan, and I now I get paid to to write and talk about it. So it's a blessing. It really it really is a blessing. My great grandma left a lasting impression uh, to me, and her birthday was actually uh, last week. Um. So yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Um. Uh, yeah. No mercy. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, I was a big WrestleMania 2000 fan, too. Um, Rob says, uh, Chris, I know where you're coming from because my grandmother was a wrestling fan. I didn't have cable. Uh, she did so spent nights with uh, her to watch wrestling on weekends. Plus, my dad and uncle worked local shows that came to Abilene, Texas. Dad sold popcorn, uncle sold programs. They got to see Funks and Wahoo. Nice, man. Nice. Anybody else got some uh some old school wrestling stories before we uh before we head out? This is this is pretty cool. Any old any other old school wrestling stories? Let's uh let's let's have some nostalgia here. Um <laughs> I've been told dad jokingly that wrestling was fake and my dad put me in the uh and the figure four leg lock, and I retracted my statement. <laughs> Pop's couch, <laughs> my man. <laughs> That's right, man. It is real. I didn't, you know what? I didn't know wrestling was fake until like probably, I'd say maybe Attitude Era days is when it started to get like super choreographed to me. But yeah, I mean, all throughout the '80s, um, all throughout the like early early '90s, yeah, wrestling was real to me. I remember when uh, one of the most devastating moments of my entire life is when my all-time favorite tag team, the Road Warriors, turned on my second favorite uh, of all time, Dusty Dusty Rhodes, baby. Uh, when they turned on him, 1988, I was devastated. I was devastated in '88. Um, so yeah, that was, wow. That was a long time ago. 1988 is when I was devastated that the, uh, the road warriors turned on death to baby. So yeah, uh, prayers to the family of Joe Petticino. Um, and yeah, yeah. Global left such a, a lasting impression as, you know, helped create a uh, bunch of hall of famers. Uh, uh, Justin Hawk. I remember him too, uh, when he was, uh, well, JBL when he was Justin Hawk. Um, there's a lot of names that I remember from JB uh, from from uh, from Global that 
uh, became huge. Uh, Moadib, uh, when he, you know, aka Ahmed Johnson, the soul taker, aka the Godfather. Um. All right, what uh, what uh, y'all have? What do y'all have as far as old school stories before we head out? Uh, all right, so the next, the next one started started getting a, from jump from nostalgic to this right here. Uh, so fans uh, have been upset. There's been a really negative buzz once again for Nia Jax not being a good worker. I'm interested to know y'all. The, I'm interested to know the PNP Nation's thoughts on this of Nia Jax not being a good worker. So Kari saying there was a spot where I'm not going to play it because they'll probably get pinged. I'll probably get pinged by WWE. So there was a moment where she had like a double choke, like a two hand choke. Um, and she threw her to the buckle. They played the like the, the unedited version of it. They're the, the unedited, ver- unedited version is, is going around. Um, and threw her on the buckle. And um, man, wow! Like, well, the, the rematch, uh, the, the, the you know, the one on on uh, on Raw. And I was like, man, that really could have just broke her neck. And just, I mean, you know, I wasn't, uh, Bret, Bret Hart's interview on, on uh, Steve Austin was just kind of blah, you know, to me, honestly. There were some good stories that was uh, shared. And, and Austin really put Bret Hart over a bunch. He did a really good job putting Bret over. He still knows the business, man. He really put Bret Hart over. Uh, but you know, Bret Hart always says that he's, you know, throughout his 30 years, he never hurt anybody and he takes pride in that. And man, uh, Nia Jax is starting to be notorious for, um, for hurting people, man. I mean, and that's just, you, you cannot be a wrestler if you're just hurting people. That's just terrible. And man, they've got a, They've got to do something with her. I mean, there's, I remember, you know, I don't even do, I don't, I'll say about deactivating my Crave Wrestling IG account. I've got enough people in there to keep it, but I don't ever do anything with my Crave Wrestling IG account. Uh, I might start doing some, some IG TVs uh, with it. Um, If you haven't yet, follow, follow uh, Crave Wrestling on IG, but. Uh, give me some ideas of doing. I, I do so much with uh, with social media. Give me ideas, y'all. Y'all, y'all, give me ideas of what to do for my my IG crate wrestling. Um, but I was thinking, but the go go there because there was a couple of ones that I there was. I might do this. I might do this because I started do. I started to do like uh, every every raw and th- like I would do. I would record like a botch. Or just uh, and and I would and I would post it, <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Um, and one of the botches was uh, when when uh, I think she was going against Charlotte, and just almost just broke her neck. It was just, and it was another time where she was uh, doing like a shoulder breaker and just missed it, and just it was, oh man, it was just terrible, man. <laughs> there's been there's I mean there's like times where she could have just just injured like she could have done like career ending injuries to these people and it's she's got so much work to do and it's and it's it's not safe it's just not safe you have to protect your opponents and it's and it's terrible 
Um, not a fan. Um, let's see what y'all have. Uh, oh, nice. Nice story. My uncle got me to watch wrestling when I was eight years old. Saw the Von Erics at a sportatorium in Dallas, Texas. Always go to the DFW arena to see the wrestling. Good stuff. That's fun. Uh, Elvis says, uh, my grandpa helped work events back in the 70s and 80s. My mom said he used to drink with Andre Flair and Rapid Ricky Romero. Nice, nice. I, I, I really enjoy I love old school. I love old school wrestling. I really like these stories, guys. Uh, Alonzo said, I really like Nia Jax. She is reckless and dangerous in the ring. She's in there with women that are much smaller than her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, no, 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 not at all, Marissa. That's not what wrestling is at, at all. Um, you, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you as a as a, a weekly fan for sure uh, of the show, and I and I and I love that you come every week, and you're one of the uh, the top uh, fans of of the show. But this this right here, this is not what wrestling is. Uh, you the, the the point of wrestling is to not hurt, is to suspend disbelief, to make them to make it seem like. The wrestlers is getting hurt, but they're actually quite safe. You can't you you are drastically doing a disservice if you actually hurt someone who's who's becoming vulnerable to you, because that's the thing. Because essentially, what's happening is when you're wrestling, you're getting to the point where the other person is becoming vulnerable to you. They're letting they're they're letting um, you pick them up, slam them. They're sitting, they're just laying there waiting for you to splash them, hit them. Uh, the, the punches aren't real, but the, the grab, I always say punches are real, but gravity is. So regardless, you can, you can, there's, there's ways to protect it. But I mean, if you get a, a 250 pound body on you, I mean, you, you can't, you, you feel that <laughs> there's no way to fake that. And you just you have to protect one of the one of the golden rules. And I, I know a lot of wrestlers, as y'all know, I interview people every week. I know a lot of wrestlers, and I talk a lot with wrestlers outside the business too, outside of the show. And one of the golden rules is you have to be sure that you're protecting your opponent. And if you're if they're getting hurt, you're doing a terrible job at your job. Um, and you can't you can't do that. Uh, Antoine is saying, uh, I love her character and her as a person, but her wrestling is a bad. She needs to be careful. She's really going to damage a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's a good point, Alonzo, especially since Kari Sane came back from a concussion a few months ago. Great point. Great point. Um, good points, guys. Uh, she's a big wrestler. She can't do that stuff average woman do because she's very strong. She's got to be careful. Yep. I agree with that, too. She's been wrestling. Nia's been wrestling long enough to be a lot safer in the ring. Alonzo says, I, I know hurting woman isn't her intention after all. Yeah, it's not. Uh, but intention or not, like, like, here's the thing. If you hurt somebody unintentionally, that, that does nothing to affect their hurt. They're still hurt. So, I mean, it's like intentionally or unintentionally. Yes, the uh, per perception of it may be different. But the effect of it is not different because you did it accidentally or not accidentally. And especially when it comes to pro wrestling. 
Um, accidents happen. Yeah, but uh, absolutely, yes. But at the same time, uh, good good re- retort, Mo. That was an accident. She have too many of them. Yes, she 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 has too many accidents. Period. Period. Too many accidents. Um, tired of Nia always getting a push when there's plenty of other people that needs that spot. They're giving a push because you know she uh, she's 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 huge. She's she's a, a big monster of a person. Uh, yes, I did hear this, Marissa. That Vince won't allow people to mention Roman Reigns' name. Uh, from what I've heard, they want to save the allure uh, for his return, and they want to kind of do an out of sight, out of not, out of mind that when he returns, um, it, it kind of you know causes a uh, a positive reaction. Uh, Shane's got a story. Nice. I grew up on Memphis wrestling. They had to show. Uh, in the school, I went to the hallway and went past the yellow strip they had marked off. I found the heel dressing room. Macho men scared the crap out of me, hollering at me mid-80s. I was about 10 years old. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, who's uh, here's longer mine or Dio Madden's? It's a good question. I think Dio's is because uh, I, I cut my hair like six inches like every year or so or 18 months and so if i would have let if i would let my grow hair grow from about seven six years ago it would be past my butt <laughs> but i i like it at a different i like it at a certain length i like it at like mid back right now my hair is uh it's braided now so it's up yeah it's it's around mid back um not braided so but but now it's braided so it's 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 still still pretty pretty far down braided you know what yeah still yeah still pretty long as you can see um yeah i think it's still yeah i don't know because i saw him live in nxt a couple months ago and this hair is pretty long um yeah, I think he may got me. Like I said, I cut my hair uh, often, um, either 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 once a year or two, um, <clears throat> to keep it at a certain length. Um. All right. What else? Would you want to interview Johnny Ace? Yes, I would want to interview Johnny Ace, uh, Elvis. Um. Like I said, I mean, all the people you're saying, I would want to interview all of them. Um, I think Johnny Ace would be a really interesting uh, person to interview uh, because I, I would definitely talk about his people power gimmick. And I really wouldn't do a photo shoot because he wasn't a wrestler in WWE, although he was huge in Japan and he was very huge. Uh, in W's in Japan for for sure, and the dynamic dudes back in WCW, he was huge. So maybe if I do a photo shoot, because all my photo shoots are WWE related, but if I do a photo shoot with Johnny Ace, I might, I might do a WCW one just for him, for the people power, 
or I might do a people power photo shoot with Johnny Ace. It's my Johnny Ace impression. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mo, Mo likes my uh, Mo likes my Johnny Ace impression. Uh, yes, they do. Uh, they they uh, they still happen. Uh, do you think Nia Jax will get a receipt for actions? Uh, huh, that's a good question. Because I think then she get a receipt for uh for Becky. I know that Braun got a receipt for uh giving Brock a potato, and Brock just clocked him. <laughs> he just clocked him for real. So yeah, receipts still happen, but uh, yeah, I think Naya might, yeah, she might have it in for. Her. Uh, all right, so we'll just we'll take some uh, ask Chris questions for the rest of the show. We got about uh, five minutes left. Uh, then we'll do five of the week, um, real quick. Raw and SmackDown review. Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown's been okay. I was super pumped that New Day uh, won again. You know, I'm a huge New Day fan. New Day's uh, in my current top five, and they have been for quite some time. I love the New Day, and uh, very happy that they won the titles eight times. I don't understand why they didn't save that to Money in the Bank. I, I, I do. I'm such a, I'm such a booker at heart. Uh, I, I said I used to have a fantasy wrestling promotion uh, when I was. I, I showed it. I showed a, a booking sheet uh, from like. 15 years ago back uh no it was probably like 18 17 18 years ago one of these one of these episodes uh you have to go back and check one of these episodes i showed a booking sheet of my um of my wrestling promotion um let's see if i can find it uh real real quick if i can't find it within the next 30 seconds or so just oh i, I found it uh okay so this is funny this is really 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 funny okay um oh here we go <laughs> all right so uh sorting through uh some boxes while cleaning up my storage this was uh july 12th of last year sorting through some boxes while cleaning up my storage area of my basement. I used to go in on my fantasy promotion and its affiliates and development and promotion. It was a federation of new and established fantasy indie talent, as well as those who left WWE or were injured. This particular series of events is probably between 2002 to 2007. Aftermath is the monthly TV event uh, following the pay-per-view, kind of like a Monday, monthly Saturday night's main event or class of the champions. The main promotion is was BEW, and NCW was like today's NXT, but more in the sense of showcasing seasoned talent on the main event scale. Japan X Wrestling, forgot all about that, but I love the name, <laughs> was an affiliate where BEW stars would go to be utilized if there wasn't any major anything major for them on the main roster. <clears throat> BEW Europe was an expansion similar to NXT UK. I had a lot of fun being a pro wrestling booker. So I would do this every single month. 
Like I had a roster. I had a list of pay-per-views every month. Um, and this is a, this is a card. This is a card from like 15 years ago. So <laughs> this is so fun. Uh, so nonstop championship wrestling was NCW. Uh, Japan X wrestling. That was the, the, the those are the logos. This and this is crazy. This is crazy. All this expansion stuff. This is in my storage. This is a booking sheet from my storage from 15 years ago. Um, and <laughs> this is BEW Europe's uh, uh, logo. I think that was pretty dope. Uh, yeah, Mo, you remember, <laughs> you, you remember, um, so yeah, this is NCW, this is Japan X. So NCW is like NXT nonstop championship wrestling. Japan X is like the, uh, Japan, the Japanese expansion. BEW Europe was like NXT UK. And, uh, Here's the BEW logo. So, you know, I think this is pretty cool. So uh, we have, these are all made up except for six Pac. Uh, so I grade my own pay-per-view. So BEW Vendetta. Uh, I don't remember what month Vendetta was. I think maybe May. I think May was Vendetta. Uh, so eight out of 10 solid pay-per-view. So I would do the champions and the challengers. So Brock Lesnar. Uh, so here's the funny thing. Brock Lesnar was in a uh, a stable called the Malenko Henchmen. So Dean Malenko was a leader of a faction uh, called the Malenko Henchmen. And Brock Lesnar was one of them. I think Mark Henry was in the Henchmen too. Um, this was so cool. I thought, I thought this was super duper cool. So this is the NXT. You got a, Holly, Crash Holly, I think. Yeah, so this is when Crash Holly was still alive. Uh, Briscoe was there. So Hardcore Turbo was the was the NCW event. <clears throat> uh, Pat Patterson, Stevie Richards, uh, B Squared, Bobby Cannon, uh, Brian Lawler, uh, Maven. I made Maven, I think. <laughs> Takamichi Noku. And so... Uh, I guess Saturn was the the number one contender for the NCW title. So this was super fun. So aftermath, so aftermath was like the 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 big show after the yeah. So it was May because Lord of the Mat was June. So this is the June pay per view too. Um, yeah. So this is Lord of the Mat right here. Goldberg won Lord of the Mat. So that was like King of the Ring, Lord of the Mat. <laughs> that was super cool. All right. Where are your grades at? Where are your grades? Where are your grades? No. Why Why would AJ Styles ask for his release, uh, Shane, <laughs> since Al, uh, Anderson, Al, uh, Anderson and Gallows are gone? That's like, that's like if my best friend worked at a high-end uh, I'm about to be a forensic psychologist and so that's like if my 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 that's like if my best friend was a forensic psychologist and we worked at this huge forensic psychology firm and he got fired because they were letting people go 
that would be that would be like, that would be like me saying, "I want to leave too." <laughs> that would be that would be ridiculous because I have a family to take care of. So no, I, I definitely don't think that AJ Styles would leave. Good question, though. Of course, I appreciate it. Okay, where is the grades for Raw and SmackDown? Uh, no, I don't see any. Uh, Joe, perhaps Lashley. No, I don't see Lashley either. Um, absolutely agree with this. Mo AJ done with Indy. He too old to be doing any more. He good and doing it for his family. Yep, absolutely. Plus, he's a he's in a decent spot. He had a, he had the best match of WrestleMania. He had the most. He had a he had the most critically positively acclaimed match and the biggest talking match of WrestleMania against Taker, the Boneyard match. So he's in a good spot. He's in a good spot. Uh, Raw's D, SmackDown C. I agree. Uh, SmackDown, I give a C plus only because of New Day winning. But Raw, yeah, D. Yeah, D. I think D is good. Um. It was awful. I mean, Raw, Raw is just getting tough. It is getting really, really difficult to, to watch. Um, speaking of that, last question for the night. What item did Crash Holly frequently carry to the ring? What item did Crash Holly frequently carry to the ring? Speaking of speaking of Crash Holly. Um, so I, I'll pull out an, a new batch of uh, questions for next week. I might just go live one one day if I have the time. Uh, y'all like y'all really like that Thursday night uh, thing. I got like over six thousand uh, views on the Thursday. I usually get around four to six every week on the show. Four to six thousand uh, views. Uh, yeah, like four to seven thousand. And uh, yeah, it was uh, six thousand for that for that one. So thanks thanks all for supporting. It was uh, uh, impromptu. Um, showed and it got to 6,000 6, views, so appreciate y'all. Um, perhaps Mandy actually pitched that to Vince McMahon, by the way. Uh, SmackDown B minus Raw B plus. Ooh, you must have a really generous curve. Uh, <laughs> Raw D SmackDown C. Yep, I agree. Alonzo B. What, what was you watching? I agree. Uh, Raw SmackDown NT or pointless with no crowd. So that kind of contradicts your grade, though. Um, yes, good job. Scales, scales, scales. Yep, uh, baseball. No, no, it was scales. It was scales. Um, Good stuff. Raw D SmackDown C NXT B. Uh, y'all asked me if I watched uh, last week. I asked me if I watched Gargano and uh, Champa, and uh, I didn't at that time. But I I did end up watching it, and um, it was great. It was it was fantastic. What I named Vegas New Faction, um, Zelina Enterprises. I guess I don't know. It's it's a really jobber like faction now it looks like all right we got like let's do like the last minute so uh flavor of the week here we go 
It is now time for the flavor of the week. Right. Flavor of the week, y'all. Best 90s WCW feuds. What do y'all have right off the bat? Uh, Best 90s uh, WCW feuds. Uh, My favorite is Sting and Flair. Um, Sting and Flair is my favorite. Uh, Steamboat and Austin was a good feud. Steamboat and Rude was a good feud. They had uh, with you know with their U.S. Championship matches. Some other good feuds y'all enjoyed uh, back in the nineties. Of course, uh, Sting versus the NWO was huge. Um, Super duper huge. Uh, Mo said Hogan and Sting. Yep, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, Hogan and Sting. Um, yeah, Hogan's thing was 90s. Um, that was 90, uh, 97. Yep. Um, Terry F- Funk and Flair was in the 80s, late 80s. That was late 80s. Um, NWO versus WCW, of course. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jericho Malenko was a pretty good feud, actually. I agree with that. Um, Lonzo, WCW feuds. Really? You like the uh, the Hollywood versus the Wolfpack? I think that was a lousy feud. I think, uh, I think, I don't think it was a lousy feud. I think, I think, the, I think expanding NWO was a, a, a bad idea, anyways. I think it was a very bad idea. Um, wasn't all right, y'all. Y'all keep giving me y'all keep giving me WWE feuds. W WCW, you see it right there. WCW, baby. Beth 90th WCW feuds, baby, if you will. Uh <clears throat> what else I got? Brett Brett and Sting. Really? I was a big Brett versus Sting fan. Brett didn't like his WCW career at all, and I, and I kept uh, being upset that Brett was beating Sting. So, yeah, yeah, I think this is good, Mo. Goldberg and Hogan was good. All right, y'all, PMP Nation, it's been great as always, as expected. It's been a fantastic time. We went a little over time today, but DDP's interview was long, so decided to go a little over time. Still got people loaded up in the chat room. Still got a loaded up uh, people joining us live at over one o'clock in the morning Eastern. So I appreciate y'all very, very much. So y'all have a great night. Uh, oh yeah, this is really good. Uh, Alonzo Booker versus Ben Wild was really good. Uh, all right, y'all. Uh, y'all have a great night tonight. Uh, we're going, I- I'm heading out. I'm heading out. Oh, I love this. I love this. <laughs> I, l- I love this. Have a stingtastic night. I love it. All right, y'all. I'm heading out uh, on uh, behalf of 421 episodes. I am Chris Featherstone. Once again, signing off. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I'll do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.